you know, I've been thinking for a while, but I think it's especially true this week. Any sort of casual Star Wars fan or just normal person looking at Disney Plus would look at advertisements for The Mandalorian, The Bad Batch, and just think, that's just a bunch of dudes with helmets on. Like, how would you differentiate, really? Especially if you could tell it's animated. Are you saying Star Wars fans don't also go, that's just a bunch of dudes with helmets on? Just no. <laughs> guys being dudes. No, because Star Wars fans get hyper-specific, and they go, no, this guy's got a red stripe. This guy's got green dots. <laughs> this one's got a dent in his helmet. This one doesn't have a dent in his helmet. <laughs> Well, guess what, everyone? It's Wednesday night, so that must mean it's Star Formers night. Welcome to Rebels and Robots with Cameron and... Rachel. This is our weekly chat about Star Wars and Transformers. We got an exciting week this week for you. Well, at least exciting before you've seen the episodes, perhaps. We've got 99% Star Wars and 1% Transformers. Oh, right. Yeah, if you're a Star Wars, a Transformers fan, then this is... uh, not a lot going on this week, um, but Star Wars galore with there being both the 11th episode of the season two of Bad Batch and season one, season three, episode one of The Mandalorian. When did the last season come out? Was it 2020 for The Mandalorian? Yeah. Um, I believe it was. It was like winter 2019, I think. That was season one. Season one came out started fall 2019 season two premiered october 30th 2020 that's crazy that so it's been that long. over two years since officially a season of the mandalorian as we all know there were a couple episodes slipped in in uh yeah. a book of boba fett a year ago but nonetheless man there are perhaps millions of people today across the world <laughs> confused as heck (laughs) bringing on episode one of the new mandalorian it's been over two years they're super excited to see okay can't wait to see how how does the mandalorian and he shows up one in a modified nabu starfighter with grogu in the the astromech (laughs) no explanation and like i would be like oh okay if i if i hadn't seen book of boba fett i'd be like okay okay you know what we'll get into this we'll get once we get into our mandalorian discussion that we're, we're kind of jumping the gun as always we always start our episode off with a little bit of discussion over last week's episode any news from the week any sort of fun stories uh, related to either of our subjects got anything rachel yeah i feel like we got to talk about john favreau and the timeline thing i think that could also be saved for a mandalorian t- t- discussion because that's relevant okay. to that Maybe we can talk about it right now if you really want to, but I feel like that'd be relevant to our Mandalorian discussion. Um, I did have this thought the other day. So for for those Rebels fans in the crowd, um, I had this thought. So, you know, spoilers for Rebels, I guess. Um, If you haven't seen it, get good. Anyways, (laughs) I'm I'm kidding. Um, It's been out a while, though, so ye be warned. So throughout Rebels, Ezra consistently introduced himself as someone he's not. Whenever he was in trouble, he very frequently would go, he would introduce himself as Jabba the Hutt, mm-hmm. having no idea who that is, or saying he's like the emperor's nephew. So Ezra's been gone in the outer rim for how long, for a couple years. Imagine he shows back up and he tries to introduce himself 
to someone like that post Return of the Jedi, where Jabba and the Emperor are both. Oh, dead. I see what you're saying. Huh? Yeah, that. I mean, clearly news spreads very weirdly through the Star Wars universe. Um, I've I constantly get caught up on the fact that within 20 years of Episode Three, everyone seems to think that the Jedi are at best a myth if you've even heard of them mando has never heard of the jedi he also and grew up in a cult yeah yeah sure but he was also he was pretty decently old when he got saved we don't know what kind of planet he lived sure, on but he like, was saved during the galactic civil war from because his parents he saved from droids yeah was from separatist the, droids oh you're you're calling that the galactic civil war i see that's yes. a clone war you called it the galactic civil war that's it's not okay. <laughs> that's the battle between the rebels and the empire the rebels totally different thing the rebels and the robots the rebels and well the rebels are the ones in the civil war and the robots are in the clone war anyways um <laughs> so that is just the, the biggest example i feel in star wars of information spreading very strangely i mean it is a big universe and especially if you live i mean i think it's easy to forget that there are planets that are less technologically advanced than earth and so there are planets that like are practically nomadic, not nomadic. That's not what I'm looking for. They're they're tribal or they're they like don't have much technology, so like information wouldn't travel there. Um, and you think the Purgles got Wi-Fi? Think they know the Purgles? Who the Purgles? The whales. I was trying to make a joke and it didn't land. Why would I know that? <laughs> Look, I'm a big Star Wars geek, but even for me, that's a deep pull. Okay. Anyways, we gotta move past it now. It's so its the question is. I think for this is it's a funny comment about uh, Ezra masquerading as two dead people post episode yes. six, but also is he alive post episode six? Ooh. Don't you dare speak that into existence <laughs> that it might not be true. Is he being played by Aladdin? Is that no, no, it's no, no, else. Okay. no? It's it's someone. It's oh gosh, I can't remember his name. It's not Aladdin, but the day they announced. At one point, he was either rumored or semi-confirmed. Uh, some people fan cast it, and it got a lot. And I, I think he tried out for it because I, I remember see. he didn't get it. Because um, I remember. So for the uninitiated, Ezra is the main. Iman Esfani. Is the guy who plays Aladdin? No, is the guy who's going to be playing ah. Ezra. Ezra was the main character. That's a much better casting. Ezra was the main character from the Star Wars Rebels cartoon, which is canonical and um it is it's canon at for some time it i was pretty convinced from information i had seen that it was official that the man who played live action aladdin in 2019 was going to be live action ezra um, in the ahsoka tv series men but, in a suit because i think a lot of people photoshopped him and like a lot of people fan cast mm -hmm. him but he's not um, i'm glad about that anyways but because i remember and he did he you know people were really excited but um i actually just looked up his tweet because i remember the day it was announced he tweeted oh no i remember the tweet yeah yeah i was like glad the rumors will stop now never really had a fair shot at it unfortunately one self-tape months ago but just wasn't meant for me i guess can't deny the dude looks exactly like ezra hope it's done justice yeah very cool um a note i have from this last week is i was talking to a mutual friend of ours caleb um which <laughs> not not the one who made our theme song a different one the other one that's, and there was a down to a couple others anyway the, the, the pod the podcast came up and he said that he was casually discussing 
this podcast, Rebels and Robots, and uh, mentioned it to a friend of his. And one of he mentioned one of the jokes we made. I wish I had written down which joke it was, but we that joke convinced his friend to listen. So I want to shout out. His name is Mike. Shout uh, out to Mike. Listens to the pod supposedly, at least according to Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, thank you for listening. Woo! Our wow, non maybe one of our first non-locals. As far as that we know of, that yes. we know of mm-hmm. personally. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, not not our first because uh, my next note is actually relevant to this. My friend Peter, his friend fr- back from Nebraska, he um, he doesn't live there anymore. But uh, I don't live there anymore. But <laughs> totally irrelevant. Ducks. Wow. Yeah. Ducks. Um, he <laughs> listens to the pod, and he's been Snapchatting me all week. Um, I don't remember the exact Cute. details. So Peter, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I get this wrong, but the general details of it are his friend his housemate had probably had covid so peter was having to uh quarantine in his room and apparently peter's main pc and television are in the other room so in peter's room all he has is an old tube tv and a dvd player and the first four seasons of clone wars oh my God. <laughs> so he's been snapchatting me all week like I- images from Clone Wars. And it's very funny to see his his stuff. Um, he referenced one of our favorite ongoing jokes from the Clone Wars, which is uh, the constant uh, gunship crashes that begin every episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> and how they uh, they somehow always survive those. And he his real point, uh, real life uh, counterpoint to that was he said people almost fall over every time public transit barely comes to a stop much less survive a <laughs> spaceship crashing true when trains crash and people like eight cars back like break their collarbones and all that mm-hmm. fragile anything else from this last week for you mm-hmm. let me check i send uh tweets from myself to the to the twitter sure. page to make sure that I check things and then I routinely forget to check them throughout the pod. Um, no, I don't really have anything. Well, very cool. So, I mean, we've got two episodes to talk about today, so let's jump into it. Um, I think most people will be interested in hearing about Mandalorian. So we're um, saving it for last. Do you want to save it for last? Oh, I thought we were <laughs> we, going to. I thought we were going to watch order. My bad. We, we watched Bad Batch first and then watched Mandalorian. But um, I think I have more to say about Bad Batch, honestly. Really? I also have quite a bit. I have, I have a lot to say about both. So so let's talk about Mandalorian because that's what people are here to listen to, I I feel like. So let's let's give the people <laughs> what they want so they can shut off as soon as possible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless, of course, you're a sicko and you're sticking around for the meme minute at the segment at the end which i know megan is how how about our listeners that just skip to the meme minute (laughs) time code in the description below (laughs) oh boy meme minute (laughs) i just this is too funny not to call out i'm bringing up my twitter as well and the first tweet on my uh feed is a tweet from you uh and your tweet is just it's officially warm enough to wear chacos out again it is (laughs) It's been above freezing, and the sun's been out. We need to get you R2-D2 Chacos or something. Don't tempt me. I'll I'll, I'll go custom those right now, and I'll buy them. Or Jazz Tacos. (laughs) Jazz Chacos. And also Jazz Tacos. It's hard. I'm realizing now 
there are some Transformers names that are hard to say out of context. Did you hear that, Athena? That was that was top tier. Because <laughs> it sounds like I'm talking about jazz music related Autobot jazz. That That's is, what people do. People put Autobot before their name to make it better out of context. To differentiate from yeah. the music Because I was about to say Jazz Autobot as his last name. You can get custom images on the back of your Chacos. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, so The Mandalorian Season 3. Um, to resume our conversation from earlier about people, millions of people across the world being confused today is the beginning of this. I thought for sure, okay, they'll be able to remedy by The Mandalorian getting back Grogu in Boca Boba Fett. They will be able to catch people up with the recap at the beginning of this new episode. The recap doesn't even mention Grogu. You're going to watch Book of Boba Fett to understand and you're going to like it. I also thought it was potentially going to start off with previously on The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that'd be cool. To like clarify that's what this footage is from. Mm -hmm. Dude, people, they don't care at all, do they? They really don't care. (laughs) You didn't watch Book of Boba Fett? Whose fault is that? Not ours. (laughs) Like, uh, it just... I think they're just banking on 75% of the Mandalorian audience being Facebook moms who love Grogu and they just don't care that they're just going to be happy. They're going to forget that he uh, that he went away at the end of last season. I'm and trying just... to convince my mom because I think it was a couple months ago and she's like, yeah, I'm still... She texts me. She's like, it was when the trailer came out. She goes, are you excited for the Mandalorian season three? And I'm like, yeah, are you? And she was like, yes. And I'm like, have you finished Book of Boba Fett yet? She goes, no, but I'm, we finished episode two. And I was like, mom, you need to finish it. <laughs> you need to finish it. Episode two of season one of The Mandalorian? Of the Book of Boba Fett. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. I, I blanked for a second. I was reading uh, something you had sent me. Um, that, uh, that makes more sense. number yeah, of things. I mean, you're still very behind. You cannot start. I was like, mom, please. Mom, you're going to be really confused. Um it's and so, mandatory it's uh, required reading. <laughs> and to continue the confusion, the first scene of this first episode of season three of The Mandalorian is a some sort of Mandalorian ceremony of the armorer. <laughs> that was the first episode, the mm-hmm. first scene, right? That's where yeah, it starts. Yeah. Um of a young man being given a given young his man doe. Very good. <laughs> Two comedy points. No, half a Are you allowed point. to distribute laugh. those? Look, there are no rules. Other, <laughs> there are rules, but I don't abide by them. <laughs> That's I can't stop because I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> um, a young man, Doe, is being given his helmet. Um, it's clearly a religious ceremony, and both of us, I think, very logically assumed this was a flashback to a young Din Djarin getting he his helmet. He kind of had some young Boba hair. Yeah, uh-huh. for a second, I was like, and. Then a giant crocodile thing jumps out of the water and starts attacking them. And I think you made a comment about, like, why do they have this ceremony here if this is even remotely a possibility? I think it's not a very good place to have that. Yeah, if if <laughs> dinosaur-sized monsters, which is relevant to both episodes that we watched today, dinosaur-sized monsters, uh, if there is a dinosaur-sized monster in that water... And they must be over the planet or something. Or just the Mandalorians like to live dangerously. Loch Ness Mondo. What is with you in the puns today? Um, it jumps out of the water. And this is a long fight. It At is. least it felt long. The episode's only like 30 minutes without 30, credits. Yeah. And short. Um, it felt like there's a lot in there, which I actually liked quite a bit. But 
to me, I'm like, this is a terrible way to start this season with this flashback fight. Like, we're not really learning anything. This is really awful. Paz Vizsla looks the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. How no, old? So that's the the big Mandalorian, that's right? John that Favreau, he, that yes. uh I doubt that he's actually in that armor. Do you think he is? I meant to look it up. I don't if you if now hear me out. If you got the chance to give yourself a Mandalorian OC and put it in canon, would you want to wear the armor? I would. I would too, but I don't know, just with how often um He's true. He didn't direct this episode though. I know, but with how often Pedro Pascal is not in the armor as as uh, Din Djarin. Mm. I just always assume, and also <laughs> Pedro Pedro Pascal is not even in this season because he's too busy filming The Last of Us. <laughs> so they just use his body double and his voice. But also, John Favreau is not in the credit list on IMDb at least. No, oh, so maybe he wasn't. Hmm. Anyways, this fight goes on forever. I said it was awful a second ago. Just. Like the feeling of this being the f- beginning of the first episode of a season, and it feeling like nothing that's happening has any plot relevance whatsoever. It's a flashback, not learning anything. And then Mando shows up in his uh, cool. midlife crisis Corvette his spaceship, Rome Naboo Starfighter, <laughs> and uh, and wipes it out. It's a very, it's a beautifully shot scene overall like that the mm-hmm. visual effects are incredible and so it brings us into the reality of oh no this is current present day for the show i put mm-hmm. quotes around that um and he lands and gets out all cool <laughs> that is one thing i will say after uh recently going re-watching the first two seasons it is undeniable how cool he is it's just cool. so dang cool like mm-hmm. that is absolutely undeniable and it is there's so much the sass levels are are off the charts and um so he talks to the the armor and gets confirmation that he needs to get rebaptized um in the the waters of mandalore which we already knew i don't know why we needed this i guess so they're, they're willing to recap something from season two of the mandalorian i feel like that's the only necessity of him going back to talk to the armorer is just to recap this fact he talked to the but he also talked to the armorer in book of boba fett i'm sorry that, yes that's I'm, when she told him to i constantly you must be baptized get mixed up what it what happened in mandalorian season <laughs> two and what Sad. happened to book of boba fett um okay so they're willing to recap that but they're not recapping how he got grogu back because like that is to me one of the most dramatic cliffhanger endings of a television show i can think of that like really shook people like Grogu and Mandalorian being separated at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. That is wild. People are obviously excited to know what happens next. And it felt like it never really mattered. I wonder if they worried that people weren't going to tune in to the Mandalorian without Grogu at the beginning, which is a weird thing to like worry about because you would expect that they want to see them reunited. So they would. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, if it was something like warner brothers who are constantly changing leadership i would understand mm-hmm. that but that's it's, not this is the same exact weird people decision yes i totally agree um i feel like they were also worried that people i feel like that's why they put that in book of boba fett they're worried boba fett wasn't going to be enticing enough and it's like <laughs> yeah i know I right love him so. one of like the top five most popular star wars characters i think i think also what kind of hurt him was that a lot of the things that mando has done is or a lot of attribute, a lot of attributes for Boba in mm. Legends. Yes, 
Yes, the Mandalorian is pretty much what everyone imagines Boba Fett to be. Uh-huh. And so the book of Boba Fett does somewhat feel a little bit redundant if Boba Fett is indeed similar to the Mandalorian. So that's why I think they struggled to ensure that Boba Fett himself was different mm-hmm. from Din. Uh, what I think they did to do, I mean, at the bare minimum, Tamora Morrison's performance is enough and his age and his, at this point, what he's been through is so different. Um, mm, I love him. But yes, I can see Disney getting cold feet and getting and not knowing exactly what they're doing with these two shows mm-hmm. going at the same time, roughly at the same time. One uh, one thing I thought it was, I want, I want to know how many of those uh, Mando extras were cosplayers. Yeah, yeah. There was one guy I noticed in the background who didn't necessarily have the most uh, uh, Hollywood physique. <laughs> he looked like a guy who was a Star Wars fan, and so <laughs> that was one that I noticed. So, I w- with that sheer quantity of people, I would assume there's a good number they, in there. I mean, there's probably people from the Five O First cosplaying group sure. in there. Like that's what happened with the stormtroopers mm-hmm. at the end of season one. I think they put out a cast like, "We need more stormtroopers," and all these people were like, "Oh boy, you know what I have at home? <laughs> a full <laughs> set of stormtrooper armor." Um, so I was curious how many because they were really colorful too. Really cool. Yes, very, very colorful. Very colorful. Um, but yeah, what about talking about a flashback fake out? Mm-hmm. I was like, this is going on for a long time. If it's a flashback, and then Mando showed up. Mm-hmm. So, so this is a good time to discuss what you wanted to bring up earlier, which is supposedly now I did not actually watch the video, but I'm looking here at an article from IndieWire, who's a pretty reliable source. Headline says. Uh, the Mandalorian seasons one and two take place over, quote, many years, John Favreau says, which is just pretty wild. I know. Concept. Like, time. Star- time in Star Wars is always weird. And, you know, how long Luke was on Din Dagobah. Cannot, and- Din cannot fast travel. <laughs> <laughs> um, how long Luke was on Dagobah. How, um, or- why Anakin ages so quickly between one and two while padme looks pretty much the same and even um uh, race training between eight and nine sure she was at least a year i think was what they figured out yeah absolutely there's there's a lot of things where it's sometimes hard to tell to uh to figure out how long things take place as as well within a star wars thing that you're watching in between them and then there's like things that seem to happen at different rates um which would happen in real life because you have in in reality you have what's called um time dilation due to gravity if you've ever seen the movie interstellar that's like a major point i thought you were going to mention the movie gravity and i was like of all the movies (laughs) no interstellar time dilation is a real thing like legit even to the point of scientists or, or engineers or whoever have to account for there being a difference in time versus being on the, the surface of earth and satellites in space so my point is i see you getting glazing over with the science so is depending on your relationship to a source of gravity uh, like a major source of gravity you experience time differently um so obviously people on different parts of a of a galaxy will experience time differently so that is something that's never been said in star wars but we know at least in reality so it allows the fiction to um, make sense nonetheless saying that just suddenly just out of nowhere saying mandalorian season one and two takes place over years and saying that um grogu was with uh luke for multiple years is that what he said i think so that's what the tweet said but i also know better than to trust tweets on their face smart man 
I'm going to see here if I can. Um, da, 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 da. I don't want the YouTube link. This says Guru seemed to return to Jin after only training with Luke for a few weeks. Um, but it doesn't say in this article. But nonetheless, um, so I feel like that that really, it doesn't really change anything that you're literally seeing in this episode. But just overall, when you're watching this these shows, trying to just mentally consider how long have these characters been together? How long were they apart? How long has it been since blank happened? It is important. And I think something that does support the idea that it's been years is um, how they've aged Grief Cargo. True. Which will transition nicely to the next segment of the show. So they return to... Uh, you're missing a very pivotal oh, what, part. What am I skipping? When they're in hyperspeed, hyperspace. Oh yes, very pivotal. Your reaction was very fun to this. You want to describe what happens? Uh-huh. So we have uh, a we have Din asleep at the wheel in hyperspace, and mm-hmm. Grogu is uh, thoroughly chilling in his little space pod. First of all, that feels like very thin glass <laughs> between <laughs> them and. Um, uh, between them and the actual space. And so he's looking around and Grogu looks off to the side and through the hyperspace, something kind of, so, so there's, there's a shape, there's a mass floating there. And I picked it up immediately. And I went, I like gasped. Uh-huh. I started freaking out. And I think you picked it up very shortly after. Yes. And it is, as we see, it's a, it's a purgle, which are the space whales that, Ezra really connects with in Rebels. And they are the only animals that can travel through hyperspace. And they are the animals that, I don't know, that the people in Star Wars studied to learn how to jump through hyperspace. Mm-hmm. And anyways, so it's a purgle, which is amazing because I think that's the first time we've seen one in live action. Almost certainly. And so... That just makes me more excited for Ahsoka, which is supposed to pick mm-hmm. up after Rebels epi- season four, mm-hmm. which is where Thrawn and Ezra got yeeted into space by a pod of space whales. Yes. So that was just so cool. Even and if it's not connected, it was just like, uh! This is yet another example, I think, of uh, Disney seemingly just not caring about the general audience and what they think or or notice because if you don't know anything about rebels which i wouldn't blame most people for not knowing it's gonna be nonsense it's gonna be like i think at best you're gonna think oh this is a tease for something later in the season obviously for big geeks like us we know this is the biggest moment in this episode this is the biggest deal this is the highlight for me (laughs) this is huge i mean it's it's, i mean we already knew after in season two when ahsoka said that she was looking for thrawn that was huge but this is just further another step down that path of all of this being what we really ultimately care about is continuing the story from star wars rebels that's what ultimately why we're here like we like the mandalorian we love grogu we love star wars we're happy to be in this universe but rebels is such an excellent piece of star wars storytelling and to continue that story get to return to those characters get to pick up where that show left off in live action with this, with this budget, this level of visual effects is incredibly exciting. Uh, but so a brief good. moment, and it, it continues on. Grogu yeah. somehow gets into the cockpit <laughs> with uh, with Dan Jaren and He's got a little tunnel. Uh, yeah, the un- unseen way that he gets over there. 
And so then they return to Navarro, uh, the planet that's very widely or heavily featured in the first season, Mm -hmm. where uh, Grief Karga has become the Grand Magistrate. High Magistrate. Oh, he's a high, not grand. <laughs> high yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> and so it's now a very respectable. What would what did you say the people on Reddit are saying? Someone on Twitter said they gentrified it. <laughs> very accurate. Or yes. On, on Reddit. Did I say Twitter? You said Twitter. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Reddit. Both cesspools of nonsense. We I, I realized recently listening back to the pod, we, we alternate between sl- dunking on Reddit and like... <laughs> That you're saying that the people there are really smart. Super cool thing on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, we 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 just like are constantly flipping back and forth, like a metronome. Um. Anyways, look, if you got if you're on Reddit, you got to be on both sides. Like you got to you got to make fun of it and then mm-hmm. acknowledge that there's some gold amidst all of the crap. <laughs> Correct. So we meet some fun friends, uh, characters on on Navarro. Um, some pirates show up. I I'm gonna be so I'm gonna be dead honest missed opportunity to have hondo show up yes as I know soon as they said this pirates be, here i knew that's where your brain would go i know they're supposed to be an antagonistic group but i'm just saying <laughs> and we gotta have hondo yes um it would have been nice do we have is there any i wonder if there's any canonical the last explanation for where he has been through all of this so you know he first shows up in Clone Wars. Yes. He's rich. And then by the time we see him again in Rebels, he is no longer rich. Does he have a crew? It's just no, him. it's him. And um, the other pink guy, very large. Yeah. Yeah. Gross, gross <laughs> I can't remember his name. Um, and so that's where you see him. And I know they, I think they, I don't, I can't remember if they help in the finale. They do. They help kind of smuggle the Rebel forces into Lothal a little bit. Um, but yeah. anyways, that's really kind of the last we've seen him. So I'm just saying, Disney, bring him back. Yeah. Um, and so um, they get into a little shootout with the pirates. And, you know, obviously this is not furthering the plot whatsoever. Though I always have the joke in my head that because season one of The Mandalorian ended with him like going back and recruiting the friends that he made along the way i always have the ongoing joke in my head watching the mandalorian okay who's he gonna recruit for this episode (laughs) but um companion acquired um it is clearly the point of this is just to have fun with the sequence is the fun with the costumes Mm -hmm. the aliens the great navarro looked fantastic oh yeah um whether it's the the volume um for those who don't know the volume is instead of using a green screen you have these big lcd screens around the set so that you can have actors and uh, the actors be able to see their environment rather than a big green screen as well as the lighting will match instead of like traditionally when you're using a green screen it's going to be difficult to match whatever you put Mm -hmm. on there to what footage you shot so the footage is normally shot very flatly and plainly so that's easier to match when you're using the volume, you're not having to match the lighting later. You you can control. Yeah, gonna knock a drink over over there. Um, Mandasporian over there. Manda wait spore. Why did I say spore? Manda, what are you Mandaporian. T- <laughs> oh my. Um. Good night, anyways. Everybody. <laughs> um. Anyways. So. So grief card is- whether it's the volume or sets or whatever, it the the city does look great and, and they. I- Go Sorry, ahead. I was gonna say it's just you know looked pretty good, I which agree. makes me understand why it looked so small and cramped in Kenobi. What did the volume? 
Yes, well, I like, don't know. I, I'm saying is I don't know if this is the volume or not. Oh, okay. It does. It does look very spacious, so it probably isn't. But it's hard to. Yeah, hard to. It's hard to know. And so grief. Oh. They get in a shootout with these pirates and only leave one alive, and all the costuming looks for, good. First mistake. Except for the eyes. The eyes are a little too human on all these guys, so mm-hmm. it, it brings the suspension of disbelief, or it brings me out of it. The uh, the immersion is cut a little bit because I can. But that's also just. It's always hard to know what decisions are being made due to like budget restrictions and or talent restrictions and what are they doing on purpose to make it still feel like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Because obviously it should should never be perfect because then it wouldn't resemble the world of the original Star Wars. But nonetheless, that's just an observation I made. They continue on. They need so they need to he's uh Mando wants uh IG eleven mm-hmm. back because he needs a droid to help him go get rebaptized um on mandalore <laughs> and, and grief Karg is trying to be like you should be my marshal oh yeah and they he's like where's cara dune <laughs> now obviously if you don't know cara dune's real life actress got in a lot of trouble saying a lot of mouthing off on the internet and stuff and got herself fired um and i think this would have been the explanation anyways because she was as far as i know she was going to be the lead of the like republic the, ranger show yeah, something like that so she probably would not have been In his anyways. marshal anyways but it is still funny nonetheless that we have this throwaway line explaining why cara dune's not around <laughs> she's not here she's uh she's got another job yeah she's, she got uh, recruited, off, she got recruited uh, by the republic <laughs> anyways <laughs> that's enough of that um and so they he needs ig11 so they try to fix ig11 and uh it he like builds just his top half and it defaults back to its original programming and tries to kill Grogu. Kill mode. And so they take it to... And, and we have a scene of Mando throwing a very obvious Grogu doll. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> take him! <laughs> and so they need to go get it fixed and they go looking for some people on the planet who can fix it. And um, so what was the name of and this Zellins. species? And Zelens. And I didn't know that word, but you should, if you've seen recent Star Wars, you should know the name Babu Frick. S- or at the very least, you know, hey, hey, hey. Certified hey, hey moment. Um, little friend from <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine who erased uh, C-3- C-3PO's memory um, so that they could get the language out of his head or the information out of his head. And the, the absolute star show stealer of that whole movie. And, and so, so now we get a bunch of them. And one of my favorite like fun facts is that, you know, so that, so not to get off too on a side tangent, but you know, that planet gets destroyed because the Empire's like, we can't have this insurrection. So we're going to destroy them because they do that. And what was it? They showed it they had they had to put Babu Freak back in at the end in one of the ships because they showed it to George Lucas and George Lucas was like, "Where's?" where's I thought that? it was Spielberg. Was it Spielberg? Maybe I think it was Steven Spielberg. Well, someone in the big shots yeah. was like, "Where's the little You've guy?" You gotta bring back Babu Freak, and so he shows up with. Um, Is it Lando? No, no, no. Is it Wedge? No, no, no. The. Um, uh poe dameron's girlfriend oh the girl like yeah. whose name I not can't to reduce her to a relationship but to a man but i name. can't remember her name um, uh, fling so, uh ah. friends with anyways and we get the critical hey, hey. um and camera you had a really funny comment. i don't remember what i said <laughs> um, sorry i'm kicking my table so they show um you know this cast of Ed Zellens 
And Cameron just said, you're as beautiful as the day I lost you. <laughs> Even though we haven't seen Babu Freak yet. <laughs> well, they're all beautiful. I love all of them. They're just, man, they're like little Italians is what they are. They're phenomenal. They're so great. Like little guidos mm. from Cars. Yes. Yes. Very accurate. Yes. I like that. That's a good parallel. Um, and so they're like, we can't fix him or... I, I wish I could do a good impression of him, but I don't. I don't like broken. It's broken. <laughs> broken. <laughs> no fix. Broken. Um, and then Grogu sneaks up behind him and it gives him a big a hug, hug. <laughs> and it looks like he's gonna eat him because that was my first thought. He's gonna eat him. What is one of the most notable quality to Grogu that he eats things? Yeah. But he just want to give him a hug. <laughs> and uh, Din is like, no, not a pet. <laughs> It was also really funny because Hinzone was speaking to Din and he's like, I, I, don't, I don't understand you. And so Grief Karga is like... Um, Starts tra- translating. Translating. And the sentences get more, you know, English or basic yeah. technically and Grief Karga is still translating. But one of my favorite parts about that scene is them fixing it and then the shot of Grief Karga translating, he's on his knees and then it switches to a wide shot and... Mando was sitting crisscross applesauce. Oh, that's in hilarious! The shop. Well, that's the only way he could. It's a t- it's a tiny shop with a tiny and, door, and which it cuts to them sitting on the outside to Mando being on the inside. But I had the image while the scene was going of him having to, like crawl on his stomach <laughs> into the shop, <laughs> which is hysterical. <laughs> I love it. It's a perfect door for Grogu, though. Oh, yeah. It's a spacious area for Grogu. He's like, hey, this is good, but not too big. Got friends? Snacks, maybe? And so they um, decide that they need to go get the the chip in order to um, give IG-11 life again. And along the way, the the pirate gang shows up again in the spaceships, and we have a nice, fun uh, space fight, Mm -hmm. a dog fight, as it's normally called, um, with with airplanes would have been very nice for boba fett to just show up and seismic charge him just like yes. his father <laughs> you know i would typically think that that would be a terrible call just to have a popular character show up for no reason but <laughs> i want revenge for the lost boba fett time <laughs> i oh man again not to go off on a tangent but that was probably one of the funniest it was such a cool scene in book of boba fett but also one of the funniest one because the upright um slave one Mm -hmm. just looks like a t-pose yes a flying the flying (laughs) t-pose there was a there was a lot of controversy in the fan base whenever the uh the lego for the ship was not called the slave one it was just called boba fett ship or something like that i think so and i and i think people thought they changed the name from that they they just named the ship Mm -hmm. style but his is still Oh yes, they they named the yes. And people thought they'd renamed Is it. it fire, but, firestorm. I have no idea. I don't, I don't but that much if time. they just read, I would forgive. I I wouldn't care if they changed away from slave one. I really don't care. But if they had renamed it to Tipo ship, <laughs> I would have no qualms with that. <laughs> Anyways, um, nice fun spaceship battle. Uh, the big pirate man shows up and he looks like one of two things. Someone on Reddit described him as uh, uh, spinach pizza the hut, which is a reference <laughs> to the, the movie Spaceballs. It's a parody of Star Wars where instead of Job of the Hut, it's pizza the hut. Um, or he looks like the DC Comics character uh, Swamp Thing. I also saw this comment where someone was like, 
on Reddit where someone's like, I really wasn't expecting them to go the, <laughs> to go the whole like actual sp- like space like space pirates route with the whole avast oh yeah and then and so made that comment there. i really weren't expecting them to do that and the for the top response was we have davy jones at home <laughs> yes he also looks like a discount davy jones from the pirates caribbean films um but you know what i even looks very silly i still appreciate practical makeup um as opposed to one th- um cgi one thing that's cool uh post empire is that we get to see more of the species in star wars because you know, during the times of the Empire, they're <laughs> mm-hmm. they don't really like them, so it's kind of <laughs> nice to see some more um, species diversity. Yes, I agree. And so, then, and um, then Din or Din's like, never trust a pirate, Grogu, and it just flies straight at them. Yes. Oh, backing up a second before the oh. pirates show up, they uh, or Din was teaching Grogu. Um, about the ship, oh, yeah. which is very cute. I don't. I highly doubt Grogu is Grogu's, either one Grogu. cares or two is able to process it. <laughs> Grogu can't reach the gas pedal. Yeah, he would never be able to fly a ship. Like it's like it's not ableist just because he's tiny. Like though, hold on. He's I'm just now remembering. Baby? I'm just now remembering. Um, Yoda had his own miniature starfighter small in star Clone fighter. Wars. It's just a tiny hilarious okay so theoretically yes he could fly a ship if he had a custom built one or killed a small thing and took it from him anyways which is something grogu would do uh violence yes he's he he won't hesitate um so i think we quote that nearly every week (laughs) (laughs) so they they get away from the pirates with the super hyper speed jump thing and Gorian Shard will remember this. Yes, that's the name of the pirate. Yeah, <laughs> antagonist revealed. <laughs> yeah, he's almost certainly going to show up again. And so they go to a planet in the Mandalorian system to see Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan. in a beautiful building. Oh. Just gorgeous architecture. Man- Mandalorians love that, like post-century mm-hmm. minimalism. Like yeah. if you look at Sabine's ancestral home mm-hmm. it's it these all look like mansions that like tech millionaires well own. except for it's not minimalist because it's so big it's like a, it's a castle it's literally they yeah. call it a Mandalorian castle it's like it's like gothic architecture but min- i guess like minimalist gothic architecture you could almost call it i don't know i'm not a uh building person architecture <laughs> architecture <laughs> i'm not an architecture bro i'm not really into buildings <laughs> i live outside anyways um and she's just (laughs) chilling you know i always look at these kind of things and think of them practically she's just in a big room and there's nothing else in the room and she's the only one there i I saw some comments about this where someone said so bo katan sits in an empty throne room all day wanting to give out quest info like an npc yes very true and then and then someone responded she was crying in her bathtub until the proximity alert went off (laughs) relatable fun comment here on Roda on oh, wow on reddit bokatan people would rather be mercenaries than fall simply than follow me simply because i don't have a lightsaber also bokatan you're in a cult din um oh my gosh okay so here's the thing so bokatan is on her high horse again this is a bokatan uh slander <laughs> podcast at least for 50 percent of it um aka me <laughs> and so bokatan is like 
the children of the watch and those factions broke apart our people conveniently forgetting she was a part of the biggest one death watch that <laughs> followed darth maul uh-huh sorry i don't think I, I knew that i don't think i realized she was part of that yes she yes she was so Was that after her sister died or was her sister not part Before. of death watch? so so i don't think satine ever knew she was a part of death watch okay so satine was not part of death watch no so their family was not necessarily part of death watch but bokatan had chosen to be part of death watch Uh uh-huh because if i remember correctly it's been a while since i've seen clone wars like two holy crap two years wow since i've first watched clone wars all of it um so if i remember correctly death watch so satine was very pacifist she's like the mandalorians Mm -hmm. don't fight even though they're (laughs) (laughs) the war people (laughs) i know it's funny so she's like we don't fight and so i think death watch was partly born out of mandalorians who are like yes we do that's quite literally our birthright that is our calling and so i think uh bo katan got pulled in because you know that's their aunt that's 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 what they do mm-hmm. but anyways all that aside it just drives me nuts every time she's like you're in a cult din and it's like excuse me excuse me your your people followed darth maul mm-hmm. who killed your sister the ruler of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. So I don't really feel too bad for Bo-Katan. Same. <laughs> Same Z's. So she just kind of complains and, and moans at Mando. When I didn't come back with the dark saber, they all melted away. Yeah. Mm, skill issue. And um, just as a reminder to those who don't remember or don't know, the dark saber is what Mando w- won in battle from Moff Gideon at last season. And it is pretty much the excalibur for mandalorians if you wield it you are the leader of the mandalorians and uh you can only win it through combat it came from uh what's his name uh john darksaber (laughs) i'm sorry jerry darksaber his brother i can't remember what the name john darksaber owned a nice line of um muffin shops the Darksaber was crafted by the first Mandalorian Jedi. Ah. And so, and I can't remember his name, but so, so it, you know, has to be one through combat. Um, his name was Darksaber. Anyways. Oh, wait, I have his name. <laughs> his name is Rachel? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Look, you can't, you can't waste this much time trying yes, to find one piece of yes, information I, and expect me to vamp. Yes, I can. Nope, I don't have the name. Okay. Wait, no, I do. I promise. I, I'm sorry. Look, how many times do you think I'm going to believe you? Taro Vizla. Great. Oh, Vizla. Yes. Who else has that name? I know that name. Who's Vizla? <sighs> okay. So, um. Oh, shoot. Star Wars Vizla. Uh, Pre Vizla. Oh, who yes. Who is one of my one of my favorite jokes I've ever made? Is when he dies and I made a post Vizla joke. Ugh. Top <laughs> pre Vizsla, post Vizsla. Yeah, so he was a Rebels character, correct? No, Clone Wars. You're thinking oh, Gar okay. Saxon. Oh, okay. So pre Vizsla, it's like the House Vizsla. Um, and if, oh gosh, don't forget. Um, so, anyways, uh, moving on. John, John Favreau's uh, Paz Vizsla. 
John oh, Favreau's character. Oh, that's he's from, why I know he's from that film. line. So that's okay. why he was especially, especially salty when Mando showed up with it because it's technically, I think uh, it's I like see. a, it's like a Game of Thrones thing. It doesn't belong to your house kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So Pre Vizsla um, wielded it, and then uh, Darth Maul killed him rather easily, and then Darth Maul had it. <laughs> okay, and that's pretty much the end of the episode. I, I can't remember. He says something right at the end like i'm gonna go do this thing what does he say he's gonna go do mando i'm totally blanking oh, gosh, what happens the last him. second or she says something to him like that he was gonna there's like there's a line like right oh, as the gosh, episode ends that that felt very because she was like you're in a cult and it's a lie and everything is glass on mandalore and he was like mm-hmm. i'm gonna do it anyways oh and she i don't remember exactly how season two ended but um he asks her, where are all the people that you had? And, yeah. he, and she's like, we got there. And because I didn't have the sword, they all just scattered. And now they're all oh, uh, they're, mercenaries. They're mercenaries. She told mm-hmm. him that if he shows up wielding the dark saber, they will do whatever he wants. Yeah, that's true. And but there was something like right at the last second. But yes, that I, I think it's fascinating. The, I think this is like, it's not predictable to me. I don't know. Is he going to lead the Mandalorians? Is he going to like allow? Like, like are these? Is he going to convince someone else to follow? You know, here, I don't. I out. can't imagine at this point they have made Bo-Katan so thoroughly unlikable. I don't imagine her <laughs> being the leader. So here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, and I'm not someone who's constantly like, oh well, Legends did this, but I think from the starting point that Book of Boba Fett does an unwilling leader. Mm-hmm. And Din would be a fantastic pass off for Boba Fett getting the dark saber and becoming Mandalore. Sure, because I think that's what happens in Legends. I'm not sure. I'm fairly certain if I, oh, oh, I have I have the book somewhere, <laughs> the sacred texts. Um, I think that would be a really great spinoff because we already see that din doesn't really care mm-hmm. he didn't even want the dark saber he got it and he was like hey bo you wanted this and he was, it was like coming it was inevitable you <laughs> knocked over that glass but i didn't spill anything um but he kind of he goes to give it to her and he's like you wanted this right and she's like i can't take it and he's like well that's stupid why so i think it'd be very interesting for i mean we already know that like there's scraping <laughs> coming from the upstairs <laughs> that boba fett doesn't really care for rules so I mean I would I, I think it'd be kind of like a cool opportunity if they if Din was like I've been Boba I've been baptized please I'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna make that joke all season long everybody <laughs> um you know I don't want to be a leader and I could see Boba going and he shows up with his you. uh his street gang of street Children. tops and he's like oh these are foundlings now get them some colored helmets <laughs> some helmets um imagine. So I think that'd be really cool. Um, you know, Din doesn't want it. Boba Moa can be like, all right, I, you know, I like positions of leadership. Um, uh, it, so to answer the previous question, the last thing Mando says in this episode is, I'm going to go back to the planet and see if it's truly poisoned. And oh, he turns yeah. around and walks off and she's like, goodbye, Din Djarin. So, Not yeah. the full government name. <laughs> um, His, <laughs> people say your Christian name is Mandalorian <laughs> name. <laughs> Imagine if this first episode had started and it started on Tatooine. <laughs> Wait, what? Say that again. Imagine if this episode had started, oh, started on yeah. Tatooine. Yeah. I feel like Reddit would have imploded. Um, also, uh, Fen Rao Wen. 
<laughs> you want to explain who that is? Um, I shouldn't have to for well. the real fan. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Fen Rao is um, a Mandalorian that is introduced in... I'm being obnoxious tonight. Sorry, I keep hitting the mic. <laughs> <laughs> season three. Um, the very beginning of season three because... Um, season three of Star Wars. Of Rebels, Rebels yes. Yeah. Because season three starts really starts Sabine's character mm-hmm. arc, which is... Who's also a Mandalorian. Yes, she is a Mandalorian. Top tier. Um, and so we encounter Fenrau off one of the moons in the Mandalore system because he's a protector. Mm-hmm. And so they've kind of been recruited by the government. But, I mean, long story short, he ends up swapping sides. He's like, man, the Empire kind of sucks. <laughs> um, and he's like, this isn't... Well, also, the Empire doesn't help that because they like kill all his other protectors. <laughs> Yeah, in Rebels, the Purge, they constantly refer to in the Mandalorian, the Purge of Mandalore has not happened, which we saw in... You're right, it hasn't happened yet. And do we see that in season two or Book of Boba Fett? We do not see it. We see it in Book of Boba Fett. Like a flashback. Yeah. They're just totally carpet bombing the whole surface of the planet. They're turning it to glass because the armor is like telling the story in the Mm -hmm. Mandalorian episodes about it. And we see this, and it's kind of a crazy flashback because uh-huh. we see all these burned mandalorian and this comes after one of the pivotal points in sabine wren's character arcs is that she helped the empire design a weapon that could work on beskar armor mm, yeah it's true that's also why all the mandalorians hate her yes also true um so anyways fenra was from rebels so fenra win his voice actor looks like mm-hmm. him in real life. And you know what? Sometimes Star Disney right. does we things. We gotta get on- the bad back. No! No, <laughs> let me talk about it. Anyways, so Fenrau win. Uh one episode without Fenrau. Any concluding thoughts on the first episode? I enjoyed it. I was kinda season. surprised it was short, but Yeah, it wasn't much to it, not narratively or even like character development wise, but it was very pretty and lots of different fun pretty. little scenes and it kind of I understand that they needed to reestablish a lot of things after two over two years since and you know the last what? episode. We got the purgle, so I'm space we're whales. S- space whales. Force start- sensitive space whales. We're we're starting off on a good uh, good note for me. So um, on to the new episode of the Bad Batch. Ooh, episode eleven. Getting back to this, this podcast roots. This, this <laughs> too. We've changed too much. We got to get back to what made us who we were in the so beginning. We have, Talking about Bad Batch. We have five more episodes left. Man, that's a lot. Three, th- three, Who approved this? This is too three, many episodes. Three three more weeks of single episodes oh, and then yeah. the finale on March 29th where this is the one night I have a work event. So it's, we'll figure it out. <laughs> might be a late night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, going to be a long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this new episode, um, actually, what is the title of this new episode? It is Metamorphosis. Yeah. Um, opens with a ship jumping out of landing out of hyperspace um, and it's all smoky and and out of shape and there's uh we cut in on a commando clone which i they weren't utilized very well but i still love seeing the commando clone design originated in the video game star wars republic commando which is pretty much just halo for star wars and i love it uh the clone designs are excellent oh no oh Oh, that's what happened to mandalore (laughs) yes that's very accurate um, and I have written down that this commando gets aliened. As oh my in gosh. Really, Scott's alien. Imme- immediately, as soon as the opening, I mean, I probably, I don't know how many times I was like, aliens during this entire film or uh-huh. 
episode because just from i like i really like the alien i love the game alien isolation played it on hard mode because i could <laughs> anyways um my, the opening shot is like this is aliens it grabbed him from the top they love to do that um yes and we couldn't see what grabbed him no. and so um it cuts to a, an imperial research facility i believe is it the next sequence uh yes i can't remember the name Tar- tarzo ties i don't remember something like that it. um but it's i recognize it because it's the same planet they took nala say to at the end of season one when they were like your skills are going to be very useful to the empire um and that's where it ended and um so then it cuts to tantis oh and by the way so this um imperial officer that were that is that we see here um, is played by Jimmy Simpson, um, who, if you saw him, I think you would recognize him. He's in a lot of movies. That's him right there. That's not a great photo. Is of he him. in Mission Impossible? No, I don't believe so. I'm trying to figure out what I know him from, though. He's one of those actors. He's one of those guys. He's, he's got the face. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm, I'm scrolling through IMDb to try to find something recent. He's been in a lot of television. Um, huh. I'm not finding anything that I really know. Jimmy Simpson? Yeah. Hmm. I guess you have to look him up and figure out for yourself what you know him from. He's definitely, uh, it's always sunny and Philadelphia. face that I know. It's always sunny and Philadelphia. He's not one of the main characters, though, of that show. He's just kind of in stuff, I guess. I can't really. Uh, he's recently been in Westworld, Black Mirror. I don't, I don't, I've never watched any of those. Star As Trek. always, I search for Transformers to see if uh, this Green is Lantern Beware My Power 2022. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, um, he definitely, I could tell he was a live action actor just by the way he delivered the lines. It was good acting, I would say, but it was very clearly normal acting and not voice acting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you got to wonder if they are intentionally. Oh, this guy's name is Dr. Royce Gr- Hemlock, by the way. That's the character's yep. name. Um, they intentionally cast live action actors so that if they want to do the character See, in live action. Exactly. I l- as soon as they introduced that character, I was like, I can guarantee this man probably looks similar to his uh-huh. voice actor. And then there's a character named Dr. S- Dr. Scad. Sc- oh, I lost the name. Where'd it go? Apparently he's in the death and return of Superman. Oh, the documentary. Short. Yeah. Oh, short, not the documentary. Yep. No, that's the, that's a different thing. Um, one of the females doctors, her name is Dr. Scadler, Scalder, but the actress's name is Helen Sadler. Ah, that's good. Which is uh, the woman's name from Jurassic Park. He's in Herbie Fully Loaded. Wow. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Getting back on track. So we cut to the Bad Batch um, haggling with Sid over doing the job to go and uh track down this wrecked ship and, and retrieve its contents and they're they're pissed because they're like you left us on that planet like i feel like this is probably the angriest we've heard omega she's like you left us and sid's like i, I mean what, what are you talking about <laughs> it's just business uh, so they're mad but yeah so they show up to get this um get the bag and so i kind of i looked at camera and I, <laughs> I was like you know how long do you think 
I think we're wait like how long do you think how many more episodes after this do you think they're still gonna be with Sid because you know it seems like from the way Tech and Hunter were talking they've talked about not working with Sid anymore yes it, and and can you say I didn't expect him to be here this long yeah last week I uh predicted slash uh wanted to bring into the universe what's that what is that called when you say something you want it to happen uh, manifesting manifesting thank you <laughs> i was trying to manifest into reality them both killing and immediately eating sid so that oh we never gosh. have to see her ever again i'm gonna feed her to wrecker <laughs> <laughs> i believe it hey she's not human so it's not uh, it's not immoral anyways she rachel's pointing at her cat she's taking a bath She's precious. Thanks. You're welcome. She was getting mad at me earlier. She, <laughs> that's she almost sat on your lap though. Yeah, I think it was because she thought I had snacks. Which I did, <laughs> but they were not for her. <laughs> no I had a lot of crinkly stuff tonight. She she really reacts crinkly. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> she associates it with chips. Um okay, so, so they decided to do it for fifty uh, percent of the job. This yeah. Is, and anyways, uh, and so, I totally lost my track through my thought there. Um, you know, we're thinking they like, show up, and I, I tricked me for a second. The village built into the side of the mountain looked like Canto Bite for a half second. Yeah, because it was a it was a city built into a mountain and it had the lights. And yeah, I can see where I had a similar. Can you thought imagine for a if they showed up and it was Canto Bite? That would have been crazy. Wild. They would have been yelled at for parking <laughs> by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Oh, I don't think I knew that was him. That's funny. Yeah, he's the alien that when uh, Finn and Rose, I think, park their ship, he's like, you can't park there. Yeah. And it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And so Cameo. they find the ship and they figure out what caused it to break. And it was an alien that mm. feeds off electricity. and Lots of fun shots, like, you know, not ripped from Alien, but super mm-hmm. inspired. Like when Wrecker picks up the flashlight and it's sticky. And he's like, ooh, that's valid. I would have been like, ooh, I wouldn't have picked it up, but that's just me. And then we see the um, the spit dripping down from the ceiling mm-hmm. is aggressively alien. Agreed. And um, they figure out they actually cloned this creature off of a creature that attacked uh, Coruscant mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I got that info, um, which, you know... Because what they find on the ship is they find Kaminoan uh, cloning. Uh, sorry, Kaminoan cloning materials, and so you know this is this is you know absolutely calling towards Palpatine's clones mm-hmm. in the sequel trilogy. It's all leading up to it. Um, and so this thing for those of you that haven't seen Clone Wars, um, it's called. I'm going to read it read it skim from the wiki okay um the zillow beast was a semi-sentient reptilian insectoid species endemic to the planet malastare basically the republic was fighting on that planet and they used a um like a shock bomb that woke it up and so they finally knocked it out enough and um the dugs with the, the native species of the planet were like hey republic you woke this up you gotta leave this you gotta like kill it um, so, seeking to obtain the creature for scientific research, Supreme Chancellor Palpatine and Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker, the dynamic duo, covertly <laughs> arranged for the beast to be nobilized by several stun tanks, giving the appearance it had been killed. They bring it to Coruscant, it wakes up, it's mad, um, and it very nearly uh, 
it escapes and it, i think it very nearly kills uh palpatine because it's semi-sentient and it's it's kind of been tortured in its captivity because uh-huh. they want to test it and so it it's associating palpatine with bad vibes mm. and so it very almost kills palpatine um but so what happens is because it's in coruscant it puts millions of lives at risk and forcing the jedi into action they eventually kill it but uh palpatine keeps the body in order to attempt to clone it so it was really interesting when they brought that up because i was like wow what a callback <laughs> i think that might have been season four or five mm. so hmm. it's from where it's i think it's like for one of the few iconic shots of palpatine riding away on r2d2 <laughs> i think that's where that do you know what i'm talking about no oh man i'll show it to you but there's like the, yeah that's how they like rescue him kind of silly so the creature starts off approximately human sized and then gets big real fast um not them they released an apex predator (laughs) into an unwilling (laughs) environment um really like jurassic world so we've kind of got aliens and then i i love like i mean you can say jurassic park too but jurassic world especially with like it's very indominus rex um sure so one of the interesting comments that uh, I forgot her name Omega makes is that she's talking about these experiments, and you know the Bad Batch is like, why would they? Why are they moving their experiments? And Omega makes a comment where she goes, "The Kaminoans had other cloning experiments, but they happened off-world because and Nala say didn't tell me about them." And so my first thought was, Exegol. I don't know if it's that deep, but hmm. I don't know yeah there's no telling where it is and then um tech says that the empire did not destroy camino to stop cloning they stopped it to control it it's just like the economy and i had a thought to myself <laughs> i think a lot of us have been assuming ever since the mandalorian season one where um they started to create the mystery around why the Imperial Remnant wanted Grogu. Mm-hmm. And then Bad Bat started this whole mystery about why Omega was created. And then there was the research facility in Kenobi. Um, we're all just assuming, oh, they're just going to explain how, you know, you look confused. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I remember. What do you mean the research facility in Kenobi? In Kenobi, it's the like underwater Oh, the Inquisitorius Sanctor. Oh, yeah. Well, in in that facility, they have like all these like frozen Jedi and and people. True, yeah. And so there's like, there's a whole lot of like little uh, teases of like Imperial research Mm -hmm. going on, specifically mostly around like DNA and and cloning and uh, force sensitivity. Most of us assume this is just them building towards explaining how uh explaining how palpatine Palpatine came back (laughs) which is a terrible thing to build towards because we already know what happened like if it was like if episode nine had not come out yet and we didn't know Mm. that it would at least it would still be annoying that palpatine came back but at least it would the the, like whole of star wars would have built up towards it instead of him just somehow returning i had the thought though what if that's not it what if instead they're building towards a new villain who is this like m- intentionally created force sensitive creature? Snoke. Again, not interesting. We have already seen him. His story's been played out. What if it's someone that'll be a villain for like this, like in between period, True. a clone? 
that's force sensitive that would that um oh my it's gosh from <laughs> legends i forgot what you were talking about for a second whose name is luke with I'm two good, u's i would be so mad i think i think so i look there's a lot of things that are cool in legends that's one of my biggest turnoffs for legends is they're like we have a evil clone of luke but we put an extra u in his name from his hand that we found off cloud city and i just what i'm saying there's precedent what i'm saying is stop manifesting things i don't want it to happen but it could but also something i didn't even consider that you said in response to me saying that was that could very easily be used to retcon luke's behavior in episode eight i said that as a joke i i didn't take it as a joke because i can see them doing that if this whole thing is just a way for them to canonically retcon, uh, I mean, ultimately, it would be them taking what Mark Hamill said and actually doing it. Mark Hamill made this comment in an interview about episode eight saying, this is not my Luke. This could be a different Luke. This could be Jake oh, no. Skywalker, which is a stupid thing to say. But that could be oh, them being like, huh, what if we just made it that that wasn't Luke? No, no. I really hope not. I, I hope not to. But um, because I think episode eight is a phenomenal ending to Luke's story. Um, but nonetheless. It's just Luke following just a, in the footsteps of just his a teachers. Thought. Obviously, there's not much evidence to say that this is going to happen. But um, I'm starting to shift my mind. That is, was that, f- is that why? Wait. Wait. It's never been regular Luke Skywalker the entire time. They killed young Luke. That's why Baru <laughs> always calls him. That's why Baru always stretches out his name when she calls him Luke. That's why. That's why. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, it just—it was the first time watching this episode. It was the first time I considered that potentially they're not just building toward explaining how Palpatine returned, but that they might be making someone else. And this was the first person that came to mind. Anyways, continuing on. Hear me out. Star Killer. Oh, I'd be totally down for that. See, here's my thing. Not not to get too off on a tangent. Oh, I be think great. there's a great opportunity for them to put Starkiller in. I mean, they're going to have to nerf him because Starkiller's Correct. point is so you can go insane in a video game yes. and destroy starships. For context, Starkiller is the name of the character from the video game Star Wars. Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed, where you played as Darth Vader's secret apprentice. And you were pretty much just Kratos from the video game series God of War. Exactly. So they would have to make a lot of changes because I think canonically it doesn't necessarily work. I think timeline-wise. But I think with the way they're building up a lot in the Andor time period, there could be something similar. I personally think a great opportunity to bring him in would, you know, maybe if they do a clone that he's that first inquisitor first brother mm-hmm, we've sure. seen second sister we've seen third sister we don't have a first one yet there's just been the grand inquisitor mm-hmm. i think it'd be really cool i i mean i think that'd be a great way to introduce him i mean it's not the first time we've seen i mean reva kind of she mm-hmm. didn't like switch sides but she did kind of like lose her steam with the empire and left in the tattooy night but so i think and the main reason I'd want to see Starkiller at all is not because I think Starkiller is that great of a character. He's not. I love Sam Witwer, the mm, actor who plays him, because it is his pure commitment to Star Wars. He also went on to voice Darth Maul in all the cartoon versions and do other voices, like he does Palpatine sometimes. Um, I just love this guy's commitment to Star Wars, and I think he. I would love for him to get a chance to actually do a live you action. You promise version. to stay away. 
I lied. That's one of my favorite quotes <laughs> from The Force Unleashed. <laughs> so good. Um, so nonetheless, um, um, so, the, so they're chasing down the creature they uh, released who's now got big. Big. And the, uh, the Empire shows up. As they do. And well, honestly, this is actually for the best. <laughs> <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> um, they it definitely required uh, multiple Star Destroyers to get this thing um, out of the system. But now they captured it instead of killing it. I had I had to laugh when, uh, you know, the Empire shows up and they're like, and they, they managed to capture it. And Wrecker's like, they're taking it away. And Hunter's like, oh, well, too bad. Bye. <laughs> and he <laughs> leaves. He's like, well, we got to go. Um, and the Bad Batch just escapes, and then it cuts back to the Imperial um, Research Facility, and uh, they bring in... So, at the beginning of the episode, um, they're having oh, trouble. Yeah. They are the There's pretty much, like, three Kaminoans that we know about mm-hmm. left, one of which being one of the head research uh, science researchers. Nalase, and then the Prime Minister, and Lama then... Um, whatever her name is, the mm-hmm. Senator. Yeah. And so they bring in Lama Su to try to convince, um, Nalase. just to give them information oh. on how to get the scientists to work for them again. And he is pretty much, you need the girl referring to Omega girl. And I just went the heart Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> the heart. Spider-Man. Um, anyways, so, um, you know, I didn't think it was a phenomenal episode, but it ended like quickly for me, which is saying a lot. Like it felt like it went really fast. I'm I, okay. This is gonna terrible. I've been enjoying the Bad Batch, but man, I kind of thought this whole second season was going to be about this stuff, like finding more out about sure. the clones and the nefarious. more plot related things. Yes, <laughs> not and so, doing more jobs for Sid. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see this, and hopefully based on their response after this i think ha- what they find in that ship with the you know really is like things are going really bad and with the empire setting their sights on omega again mm-hmm. i think um there's a good opportunity that we will see less of sid and I more so. bad batch doing things um so here's here's a thing that i thought i and i saw this get brought up so clone force 99 the bad batch are like the top the top clones they are the guys you call in when you have a really bad mission that you need help with that's anakin and cody called them in to go rescue echo on skako minor every mission or episode they have ends in disaster almost like every mission they're on that starts out stealth <laughs> doesn't happen like me playing a stealth video game where you so, have the option to go stealth or just shoot your way it's out like when you start in hitman and then you get caught by too many people and just kill everyone on the map so the thing is like is that just how it is that just normal for them mm-hmm. are they are they normal they just like go in and kill everyone or sorry stun yeah <laughs> um, no one dies in star no wars star- <laughs> unless, that wouldn't be profitable unless you're captain wilco <laughs> no he's just still falling <laughs> oh somewhat related um i totally forgot to start off um this discussion with it's been 49 days since a crosshair incident that's a long time the end of my notes 10 out of 11 episodes without crosshair that is crazy to me it's pretty wild i'm loving it but i'm also kind of hate him more than they hate echo (laughs) speaking of which sorry sidetrack i meant to bring this up last week two weeks ago i went to a restaurant 
um, near here oh, called good. Echoes, spelled E C C O. It might be pronounced differently. I, I'm sure it's pretty sure it's Italian, but E C C O. I'd pronounce that Echo. So uh, we have a local restaurant called Echoes. We do. Well, it's in the next city over. It's not in our city. That doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> I'll tell you off, Mike. Oh, <laughs> someone's gonna track our IP address. <laughs> Look, doesn't I really, really care about our personal privacy from this podcast? You I think it's it, fun. Sharing it on our Facebook. I think it's. I think it's just hilarious <laughs> to try to keep our identity secret as long as possible. Anyways, ten out of eleven episodes without crosshair. I'm loving it. Like, it's just kind of fun. I am excited to see them do uh, more, maybe plot device things. Um, but that's just crazy to me. We no sign of Cody. <laughs> yeah he's I, gone I, after listening back to last week's episode i think you're probably right i think that it's very possible that cody d- did not go awol that they they put him down or they they uh <laughs> not they uh they, they made him, him one of those uh <laughs> they took him off to a nice farm to live out the rest of his life i, th- I think they made him one of those blank clones that we're starting to see oh, well, we've only no. seen one so far oh, no. i think he's now a handgun with the serial numbers uh, oh. off of them <laughs> no. anyways so that's the end of that episode um any any final thoughts or i don't think so notes? i'm excited to kind of see where it's going like i said we have five episodes left so three weeks of single episodes and then on march 29th is the finale mm-hmm. um so i think at this point it's pretty obvious there's going to be a third season at least they're planning for one um It'll I mean, de- it'll I, depend on whether it's good enough or it does well enough for them to approve of second, third season. I, I mean, unless they, unless Vader shows up, and I keep waiting for this to happen. Vader shows up in the last just episode, wipes just everyone out. <laughs> that would be. I would love. You know what? I, I want them to be able to tell the story they want. But if they knew, like tomorrow, that or like let's say let's say like the last day that they were making the show they said we're not renewing it and they said okay well, we have to wrap this up and that's how instead of like the show had been building towards a cliffhanger and then the last just two minutes they're like well we have to wrap this up somehow and that's how they do it is <laughs> vader just shows up and kills everyone like oh okay and, just, and then it cuts to the happy star wars music something has to happen that makes wolf gregor who we haven't seen since last season and rex go into exile sure yeah for us to see them in rebels anyhow um so that's the end of that um discussion of the bad batch season two episode 11 um entering our our final segment of the show which is meme minute but it's longer than a minute is it a meme parsec is it a meme astrosecond for you to decide Mm-hmm. Anyways, I don't have any memes. Do you have any memes this I've week? I've got some stuff. This isn't a meme, but so someone... <laughs> we start every week off that way. I'm we so do that every week. We go, this isn't a meme, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's a, scene, it's a scene from the Mando Season 3 trailer where we have someone cutting into the Jedi Temple. Yes. And so we're like, oh, this is probably Grogu's Order 66 uh, memories. And someone said, imagine if this isn't Order 66 and it's actually a flashback of Clan Vizsla retaking the Darksaber. Oh, interesting. Which would be really cool because I mean I don't know. It could be could be kind of high republicish. Anyways, um, what are the things I've seen? Uh, fandom get fandom on Twitter posted this. Oh, it's like horrible. I I'm you know just this 
awful like demo like uh this awful graphic of everyone who has held the lightsaber and first of all it goes down goes down right down left in like this weird pattern but what it does is it doesn't actually like it goes by who picked it up in order yeah which is just really weird because it goes tarvisla the the guy who made it mm-hmm. then previsla and maul and clone wars but then sabine but then to ezra but then to kanan and then gar saxon which doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. because they didn't actually wield it like ezra picked it up yeah sure. and then bo then moff and then din anyways i was like oh, that's confusing um Uh, okay, I've got, I think I found some TikToks, but it was kind of, I don't want to say it was like scarce for memes, but some weeks are a little scarce. Um, the, oh, I don't know if I can put this one because it's got cursing on it. Um, it's, it, it, we it, never formally decided on that. But I think we both kind of silently agree that this is a pretty PG podcast. Christian Minecraft server. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'll post it in the Twitter, in the, I'll like, I'll post it in the Twitter comments, but what it is, is, um, it's Omega when Echo doesn't answer her calls and this, it's a clip from Tiger King where Joe Exotic is ranting (laughs) about someone not answering his calls. Yes. I know what meme that is. Um, good stuff. Another one I said, okay, this is, I think I can play the audio for this and I'll explain it. So, um, So basically what that TikTok is, is it's the scene from, I think, episode four when we see, when the Bad Batch rescues Gungi and he's telling the droids and Hunter says, you can't smuggle living beings and immediately cuts to the scene from the first season where they sell Echo. (laughs) (laughs) That will never not be funny. It's so funny. And then, um, oh man, the the audio is good for this and I'll have to explain it and I'll post it, but it's another TikTok. Um... Oh, no, that's the wrong well, one. Well, that's awful. Wow, thanks I'm, for that. I'm so sorry. I sent it to you, at least. This one is Transformers related. Oh, hi, kitty. She's probably mad. I think we got her on mic this time. No, she's probably mad because her, uh, her bowl is empty. Um, let me see if it'll load. I don't know if you watched this, but so it's it's a clip of someone driving Patrick, and you know, obviously uh-huh. they say, "Oh, the movie's starting," and the scene cuts to that shot from Transformers Four of the Romeo and Juliet card. Uh- <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! Oh, I have to explain that one real fast. Okay, so in Transformers, that uh, what is the name of that uh, Age of Extinction, the fourth live action film, the one with the dinosaurs. I have um, such a funny story about with dinosaurs. Mark Wahlberg's character's daughter. I can't is a, believe we have a Wahlberg like in this town. <laughs> God, that's not relevant. Kind of relevant, <laughs> actually. I'll, I'll write that down to tell that story sometime. That actually is a relevant element to this podcast. Relevant from element. And he's got a minor for a daughter. She's like sixteen or seventeen. As in, like O R, not E R. Yes, I'm not saying that she's a a minor <laughs> or a minor. She's a she is a minor, not a minor. Age, not career. <laughs> and uh her boyfriend just shows up out of nowhere he didn't know that he had a that she had a boyfriend 
uh, Mark Wahlberg's character. And he's like, why are you dating my, my minor of a daughter? And he's like, hold on. And he whips out a card from his wallet that explains the Romeo and Juliet laws that allow for someone over the age of 18 to be dating someone under the age of 18. Because they knew each other before. Yeah. And it's just widely disparaged as a very creepy... Like, if you need to carry on the laws to legalize... To, like, uh, not legalize... Leonardo DiCaprio carries. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just okay. Let's very good. Anyways, that was way too long. That that reminds me that. Oh, she she talked. She She went through our legs and made noises. She went by. Um. So, the cat. By the way, that's what we're talking about. (laughs) The cat went through our legs. The snake in my apartment. No. So, um. One of the things that I have two interesting stories about age age of extinction. I I went Asian extinction. Oh my gosh. Age of <laughs> extinction. Uh, uh, okay, Rachel. My gosh. I've been working real hard to get it get this canceled. Anyways, <laughs> so there's there's the scene when her boyfriend Tessa's boyfriend shows up and it's a race car. It's a it's a decorated race car and he shows up to rescue them. And I'm in the theaters watching I paid money to see. No, my mom paid money to see. <laughs> and I'm like this is so cool. This is probably a transformer because who drives around a decorated race car and it's a, oh yeah, it's her boyfriend. And I was like, that's such a fake out. Anyways, my other thing about Age of Extinction that I totally forgot about. I went and saw it with my mom, and uh, we are an hour. I don't even how long is Age of Extinction? It's like over two hours, I think. It's a Michael Bay movie, of course. It's over two hours. <laughs> it's a Michael Bay Transformers film. Yeah. Uh, so we're watching it. And, you know, the dinosaurs are all over the cover. So, Age of Extinction is two hours and 45 minutes. Oof. We're an hour and 45 minutes in, and my mom leans over to me and goes, where's the dinosaurs? Because at that point in the movie, they still haven't shown up. I think they showed up like 20 minutes later, but wow, they show up late in the film for mm-hmm. being on the title. And on the cover. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Bad movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. Are any of them good? I think one has there's an argument to be made that it's like sure. dumb fun and it captures the manic energy of the original film and it's manic. its own thing. <laughs> That's the only way to describe oh, not the original film, sorry, the original cartoon. And I think five is so bad that it's good. And the three Ugh. in the middle are just bad. I feel like you're just saying that because it has um Constant okay. aspect ratio changes? No, yes. Animal Lecter in it. <laughs> I don't know Anthony Hopkins, yeah, Sir Anthony Hopkins. I'm sorry. No, he contributes to it being so bad that it's good. Because like, why is so in, one he, of our best he, actors he in this? Carried that film. He ate. <laughs> um, but so I I saw a couple memes. For those of you that are on TikTok, there's this trend going around from Nicolas Cage's last movie with Pedro Pascal, where um, I can't remember what it's called, but so Nicolas Cage like pretty much plays himself in the film. Yes. And Pedro Pascal plays a mob boss who loves this guy's film mm-hmm. and invites him over. And so there's this shot of um, them, dr- they're driving down a coast. Mm-hmm. And Nicolas Cage looks at Pedro Pascal really confused. And the it switches to Pedro Pascal. And he looks ecstatic and he's grinning. So a lot of people are using it like as a meme format. Mm-hmm. And the, I saw this one. And it was, it, it was the picture. And it was me being traumatized by a certain or my sister being traumatized by a certain rebels episode and in the background was the episode where Kanan died <laughs> and then it switched to the Pedro Pascal shot and it's like me just glad to have someone <laughs> talk about it with it and let me tell you I'm finishing my first watch through of rebels over a year ago mm-hmm. and I'm like texting you about it I'm like oh man this show's like really good and 
um you and you texted me like i think this was like what the first star wars night we did almost certainly and you go how far are you in season four and me going oh i stopped at this episode the episode where Hera got captured and you just go we should watch the rest of the season together and i was like okay and we started the first episode it was the episode where kanan died look i didn't make it happen ah! i just wanted to be there when it did <laughs> see here's the thing when i watched rebels i like knew i it gotten spoiled to me on twitter that kanan died mm-hmm. but here's the thing i kept seeing the scene and i'm like well his hair is short we're like halfway through season four and i'm like his hair is still long <laughs> like i'm so confused like is this just like a short that i didn't get to see and then you know five minutes before it happens he cuts all his hair and i it was just like this moment of realization where i was like oh no <laughs> actually it was more like that guard from kung fu panda when tiling escapes oh no <laughs> that was that was like my mental <laughs> my, my mental state what are the memes you got that's it okay that's all i got i I got so that's all i got i have a a folder of star wars memes i realized from i had a a friend of the show megan um whenever she first watched star wars um for the first time a couple years ago i made her a folder of star wars memes i had on my phone i will start pulling from that i think um but we've gone on long enough we're about to hit an hour and a half so i think we're good um so we're gonna wrap up the the podcast here Reap up the podcast um as always thank you to caleb jacoby for our intro and outro our man. music man he just always is our great with that um props to our very own rachel for the artwork um so this is cameron and rachel signing off saying don't hold your religious ceremonies next to a body of water known to contain a giant <laughs> dinosaur <laughs> good night everyone good night